This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday the 1st of June. Justin, one in two Australians aged 16 to 24 mm-hmm. feel their finances are out of control. Mm-hmm. Now, according to accounting firm Findex, half of young Aussies said they received zero financial education at school and they rarely or never set a budget. Major worries, Brett. I know. As if we hadn't heard enough about Netflix this year, yeah. now they're reportedly looking to enter the video game business. Good. Who knows if they're going to license other games or create original content games. Very exciting question, Justin. Three highly original stories today. (laughs) Let's do it. For our first. Aussie comparison website Finder says it is now offering to pay its employees in Bitcoin rather than cash. Ooh, bizarre world we live in right now. Mm -hmm. What is happening here? Some background. Finder says it's Australia's most popular comparison website and now wants to be extremely popular employer too. That's because Finder is introducing a little program where its 350 employees can choose to get up to 25% of their salary in Bitcoin. The same very Bitcoin that is highly volatile. And often sees its price plummet and rocket and plummet and rocket in the same 48 hour period. (laughs) Now B-Man, Finder did a survey and they reckon that one in four Australians would like some investment in Bitcoin Mm -hmm. as part of their salary compensation. So what's the key learning here? While the concept of paying staff in crypto may seem pretty out there, Mm -hmm. it isn't too dissimilar to when employees are paid in equity, which is a somewhat common practice in the business world. The question is, Juzzy Boy, could payments in Bitcoin be a natural extension of receiving pay in equity rather than cash? Equity is generally significantly less risky than crypto, whose fortune hinges on every single wacky Elon Musk <laughs> tweet. But like with any investment, there are risks involved in cryptocurrency, but they can also come with very high rewards. In other words, you'd probably want to do your research before taking on this as a form of work remuneration. <laughs> and it remains to be seen how many businesses will actually follow Finder's lead Mm -hmm. and start offering cryptocurrency as a salary sweetener. For our second story, Australian Fashion Week is here and a new report highlights just how big the industry is for Australia's economy and I'm talking $27 billion big. That is very big, afterpay big some would say, (laughs) so tell me more. Well, Australian Fashion Week is an annual fashion industry event currently sponsored by Afterpay Mm. Justin and every year it shows off the latest collections from Australian designers. We're talking runway shows from Manning Cartel, Alice McCall anyone, and an indigenous (laughs) fashion projects runway. And Justin, Australian Fashion Week is all about enticing retailers to buy collections directly from those designers and manufacturers. But get this, this report from consulting firm EY shows just how important the industry is to the Australian business landscape. The fashion industry employs just under 500,000 workers. And 77% of those are women. That's a whole 376,000 women. Wow. So what's the key learning here? If you're an industry seeking financial support from the government, then generally you need to put forward a pretty strong business Up until now, the fashion industry said they weren't particularly strong when it comes to industry data. And according to the industry, the government just lacks an understanding of the industry. And this may be why the fashion industry was given only a tiny $1 million in this year's federal budget. Now, Justin, the fashion sector employs 6% of all women in Australia, according to the Australian Fashion Council. So you can see why it's so important that they're not only surviving as an industry, but also thriving. Cough it up, Joshy F. (laughs) For our third and final story, Netflix wants the 
Australian government to ditch a new proposal that would introduce quotas to local content production. It is on here, the locals versus internationals. What is the story? All right, bit of background. In November last year, the government released a green paper that proposed changes to the local TV industry. Essentially, it was all about enabling a more sustainable industry, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that would require streaming services to invest a percentage of their revenue into creating local content. But Netflix ain't so thrilled about this one. You see, Netflix claims it invested around $110 million in local content last financial year. Think the local shows like Dive Club, Clickbait, and Koala World, your fave. And we all know Byron Bays is on the way through Mm -hmm. too. But Netflix reckons the quotas will actually lead to higher production costs and fewer collaborations between production houses. So what's the key learning here? Time to get everyone in this industry on the same page. Currently, free-to-air TV networks like 7, like 9, and 10, they're required to produce a specific amount of local content. Meanwhile, Foxtel, which is in the subscription pay TV space, Mm -hmm. they're required to spend a specific amount on local content too. Based on the percentage of their overall content spending. But this new green paper from the government, it's proposing kind of new forms of regulation which would apply to streaming services. And ultimately, it's all about establishing more rules for the many players in the Aussie content game. So it makes sense that Netflix is causing a fuss, Justin. I mean, who wants an (laughs) even playing field? It's not like Australia produced stars like Margot Robbie, Uh Rebel Wilson, or Liam Hemsworth. You tell them. Fluxfam, is there someone special in your life who you want to call out, give them a special shout out? Birthday, wedding, engagement, all the good stuff. Or did someone just do a good job at something small? Hit us up at Flux.Finance on Instagram or TikTok and let us know. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.